do a little dance, and we'll talk about cookies. I'm really getting hungry, though, about cookies. Talking about cookies, yeah. Hey guys, here's what's coming up. Next week on February 7th, to get you into the Valentine's Day mood, we'll be reviewing The Rosie Project, which is a hilarious and sweet rom-com. Then on February 14th, we'll be talking about our favorite non-romantic relationships in books. Don't forget to check out our Patreon. We have all sorts of cool perks available from our mini-series and monthly episode picking poll to bookmarks and books from our TBRs. Check out all the cool perks at patreon.com slash thebooklifepodcast. We hope you'll consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening in every week. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons, Ronnie, the Pirate Queen, and Sam and Megan. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Well, welcome back to the Book Live Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we're doing one of our favorite activities, which is a listicle. And today, we are going to pair classic cookies with books. So what we did, Abby and I don't know each other's list. So we're going to surprise each other. And we're going to run through seven cookies in the first half and seven cookies in the seven half. And we're just going to share back and forth our version of the cookie so for example for me a chocolate chip cookie is a classic cookie all american a perfect side to any meal so that's my description and then i will describe my book of why it is also like a chocolate chip cookie so that's how i went about it abby how did you go about it yeah i basically thought about what the cookie is like so for me chocolate chip cookie is classic liked by most people it's sweet and it's a staple And that's just like the general description that I came up with for myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, our descriptions of the cookies are separate as well. We don't know what, how each other described the cookies. Mm -hmm. We only know, we only had the list of cookies we formed together and then we're like, go our separate ways. And then someone named Abby overthought everything, kept sending me messages. I don't think I can do this. I'm I'm struggling (laughs) to figure out to match cookies to a book. And I'm like, it's uh really are you because it's not that hard and she's like no this is freaking difficult I'm like okay there were a couple that I had trouble coming up with anything for and then when there were others I was like oh this one would work or this one would work or this one would work Ooh, I like this one too like I'd have a list of books and I'm like that wasn't the goal either <laughs> no the goal was one book one cookie bam so I decided I was just overthinking and whatever I came up with first I made it fit <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to kick the shindig off and I'm going to start once again. Chocolate chip cookie, classic cookie, all American, a perfect side to any meal. My immediate thought was one, it has to be something that everyone loves. And so I might be stretching this, but The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. I thought this was a perfect chocolate chip cookie because one, this was my, I read this book in seventh grade and I remember thinking, holy wow, what an amazing book. It is such a good book for a young reader to read. So like, you know, 11, 12, 13, it kind of jumpstart you. It's timeless. It's great to read as an adult. Great to read as a kid. And I don't know anyone who dislikes The Hobbit. So that's what I picked. What did you pick, Abby? And what's your description? And all that shindig. All right. So chocolate chip cookie, classic liked by most people, sweet, and a staple. 
I went with uh, Little Women by Louisa May Alcott because when I was thinking about what's a staple of literature, I think Little Women because in my personal opinion, I think pretty much anyone female should read it at least once in their lives. It's this wonderful coming of age story. And it's just, it's all about family and growing up. And I feel like that's something that literally everybody goes through. I'm actually surprised you didn't do Pride and Prejudice. Later on the list. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, never mind. Okay. I, I almost did Pride and Prejudice. Again, I was overthinking. But like, everybody goes through family drama. Everybody has to grow up at some point. And it's just this is one of those stories that seems to really connect with a lot of people. And granted, there are some people who didn't enjoy it or just don't connect with it at all. And that's fine. Not everybody likes chocolate chip cookies, even though the majority of us do. So I don't know. That just to me felt right. I like it. Let us roll into the next cookie. So the next cookie is a lemon cookie for me. I went with a tart yet refreshing, a taste of summer. Okay. Okay. You are, you're going to look at me like I'm crazy about the book. Okay. Peach okay. Read by Emily Henry. What? I did not like this book. However. I know. However, I'm sorry. What? I feel like. Every time I thought of Lemon Cookie, I thought it was this book because it is a, I don't know. I, I did not love this book. I love Lemon Cookies is the problem. But because I think of Lemon Cookies as just the main character kind of did it for me. She's a struggling writer, has a writer's block, and she's trying to get over it. So she goes to a beach house to get over her writing block, meets another writer, and they swap their literary genres and it was refreshing. It was a taste of summer. I just didn't like the romance portion. Okay. And which I know is like the main portion of the book. <laughs> it was a romance novel. <laughs> yeah, saying. I like everything but the romance. Okay. The romance was the main plot. Well, it's a romance novel. Saying. <sighs> All right. For me, two words came to mind when I was trying to describe a lemon cookie to myself. And that was tangy and sweet. Because that's what a lemon cookie is. I love lemon cookies. I think they are delicious. And yes, this is one that I got hung up on a little because I was like, I couldn't think of one that was both tangy and sweet. And then it occurred to me, Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan. Mm-hmm. I also... I also will make that book manifest in this list as well. <laughs> However, I did not pick it for Lemon. But it's got all this tangy drama that goes on with the family and inheritance and the grandma. And there's so much going on. But there's also this really sweet undercurrent of the main couple and their very wholesome relationship in the middle of all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And so I just, it seemed to me to fit very well. And I very much... I liked the correlation. I could see myself sitting there reading Crazy Rich Asians and eating a lemon cookie. (laughs) I like that. All right. The next one is Sugar. What do you got, Mo? Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan, actually. (laughs) Do tell. So I actually don't have a description for Sugar Cookie. I do. I, I know. 
I, the problem is with sugar cookies, I love them. Sugar cookies are they're just the best cookie to have with coffee, with tea. They go with everything. Like you can't literally a sugar cookie cannot go wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can, you can even bake it wrong, but let's not talk about people's <laughs> baking skills. And you, and you can't go wrong with Crazy Rich Asians. It's witty, it's funny, it's exciting, it has great characterization, great plot. It's hilarious. Like, has everything a good chick lick needs. And I appreciate that. I can totally see that as well. So for me, mm-hmm. a sugar cookie is sweet. It's classy. It kind of sets the standard for cookies because it's like, it's the cookie. You don't have to have any sort of extra ingredients like chocolate chips or fruit or anything else to make a sugar cookie. You can make a sugar cookie by itself. And it's just, it sets a standard. It really does. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. the cookie. So shockingly, Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. I can, I can, I can see why I got on here for you. Because like, it's sweet because of the romance, but at the same time, it's this classy very classic book that I feel sets a major standard for books with romances in them or books about romance it's like the pinnacle of romance books you know and I know not everybody likes it and I don't judge other people's book tastes it's fine but for me it's like the book if you're going to talk about more classic books Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm I do like Pride and Prejudice as a sugar cookie. I can agree with that. Um, I'm not a super duper classic person, so I will take your word for it. I'm, I've read it. I didn't, I can't, I really don't like classics. I've read a couple classics. I'm not a big classics person in general, but that's one that just like, I've reread it several times. That's how much I enjoy it. Okay. And again, I don't think it's for everyone. And it definitely helps my enjoyment that I've seen several versions of the mm, movie. I do love the Keira Knightley version. And I love the BBC show that they did. Mm-hmm. Mm, that is fantastic mm-hmm. too. But like, it's just this pinnacle that's like even been redone in multiple movies and shows over the years because it's just like, it's such a story. It's such a great story. I like that. So yeah. Next we got Gingerbread description spicy christmas classic (laughs) okay okay well that's my description of the cookiest (laughs) spicy christmas classic and i chose hogfather by terry pratchett good choice thank you the the spicy i don't know what is her name is that meg but why am i thinking meg what is the main character's name the chick oh no why am i blanking today not carol susan Susan, yes. So Susan is a little frisky, a little spicy. She's a very headstrong woman. And I don't know, I love Hogfather. I've always loved Hogfather. I love the ministry series of Hogfather. I love Terry Pratchett. And it has death in it. The end. <laughs> okay. I wanted so bad to use Hogfather for this one. Mm-hmm. My trouble comes in that literally all the books that I could come up with that seemed to me to fit this cookie i have not read you haven't read hogfather i have not read hogfather yet that's okay it's all right i know it's all right things happen i know i'm disappointed in me too it's okay so gingerbread it's a holiday classic hard great in looks not the best for eating 
And you are not eating good gingerbread. Anyway, sorry. Apparently I'm not. But so for this one, I couldn't literally all the books I came up with for this category I hadn't read. So I had to go with one that I haven't read, but I've seen the Muppet version of it. And it's honestly a perfect movie. Uh, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. I've read that. That's an easy (laughs) read. (laughs) Nice read. I don't know. It's a classic. So I'm like, classics can be hard to get through, you know. Not the best for eating. I mean, not everybody's really into classics. We are good examples of that. True. And it is a holiday classic that, you know, it's such a holiday classic that has been redone so many freaking times. Kind of like Pride and Prejudice. But yeah, I I had a really rough time with this one. Apparently. That's okay. I think the only Christmas book I could think of was Hogfather. So it was perfect. All right. So the next one on our list is the Snickerdoodle. Okay. So my very specific example is that Snickerdoodles remind me of my grandma Anderson. Um, She was my dad's mom. She passed away in 2007. And one of my favorite things I I have, mm, or my mom has it, is a handwritten recipe by my grandma for her Snickerdoodles. And my mom makes them every year for Christmas. By my grandma anderson's recipe mm-hmm. therefore the book i chose was my grandmother told me to tell you that she's sorry by frederick bagman has some feelings enjoy trying to make me get all teary tonight i did okay your turn <laughs> I, don't have, I don't got feelings let's keep going rude it was your grandmother <laughs> i know <laughs> but sticker doodles make me happy and they remind me of my grandma oh, and i love that book so okay that's a good correlation then i won't get sad on your behalf okay (laughs) okay so snickerdoodle the tasty cinnamon twist on a classic it's i mean it's a sugar cookie with cinnamon basically right even better there's a good snickerdoodle's got shortening in it just like a shortbread cookie oh freaking love shortening so the book I chose was Fortune's Pawn by Rachel Bach. I read it very recently. I can't recommend it highly enough. Please, for the love of God, somebody read it and talk to me about it. I'm sure you're hinting at me. Mo, for the love of God, you own a copy of it. When are you going to pick it up and read it? I will. I will, okay? Oh, I'm so desperate to talk about it. Um. Anyways, <laughs> so a cinnamon twist on a classic is how I describe a snickerdoodle. Fortune's Pawn in my mind, is kind of a twist on the classic sci-fi because it has all the classic sci-fi elements, but Rachel Bach did it, so she did it better. You might need to tell who Rachel Bach is because people may not know why you're so excited about this. Oh yeah, guys, Rachel Bach is also Rachel Aaron who wrote the Heart Striker series that we're constantly talking about. There you go. I was like, people may not know this. You better tell them. She's the same person, and we love her in either form. She is wonderful. So the classic sci-fi hero is badass guy. He's great at fighting. He's a lady killer. All that sort of thing. Rachel took that main male person and put it into a female. So the main character is a female who's a man killer. She's a badass fighter. And she's exactly everything you would think a sci-fi male lead would be which was interesting and refreshing to see because then you still have all the epic space battles and all these mysteries going on with the crew 
And it was just, it felt, it was such a classic sci-fi, but it felt like it was in such a different form, if that makes sense. I mean, like, would you, so you're currently reading Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir, um, but you also have recently read The Murderbot Diary. So where does it compare between those two? Oh, that's a tough question because they're all such different animals. Versus, or there's Old Man's War where we have orgies. Sorry about that. That one time I did not realize <laughs> that. My bad. Oh, my poor little innocent high school self. Uh, anyway. I'm sorry that I'm dumb apparently and just forgot about that like big detail in the book. I said, read this book, Abby. Ooh. Okay, so Fortune's Pawn versus Murderbot versus Hail Mary. So they're all such different animals. Mm-hmm. So Fortune's Pawn is this classic sci-fi wrapped in a different package. Murderbot is so character focused that you can't even really compare the two. And then Project Hail Mary is very character focused because, I mean, it's one person. There's one person on Mm -hmm. a spaceship. So Mm -hmm. that and Murderbot are more comparable, I think, than Fortune's Pawn is to either of them. Okay. And I mean, Fortune's Mm -hmm. Pawn is told first person. And so its main focus is the main character. But there's so many other people who are consistently around her that it's not really super character focused just on her it's more about the mysteries that are going on with the crew and fighting aliens and trying to stay alive i don't know yeah i love sci-fi it can be so many different things oh i know and i feel like that gets overlooked because everybody thinks of like the classic been done to death sci-fi but sci-fi is i like the classic been done to death sci-fi I like all, I love, I love classic been done to death sci-fi. I love all sci-fi. Yeah, but it can also do so much more than that. And I think people forget that sometimes. I know. Mm-hmm. Is cyberpunk sci-fi or is it urban fantasy? It's both. And that's why it's awesome. I know. <laughs> it's sci-fi urban fantasy. So the next cookie <laughs> is oatmeal raisin, which just like the snicker doodle reminds me of Grandma Anderson, the oatmeal raisin reminds me of Grandpa Don. Grandpa Don is my mom's dad, and he is a... So my Grandpa Anderson is different than my Grandpa Don because Grandpa Anderson is like this intellectual, he's kind of suave, very like down to earth, but very well off kind of a person. Just this very classic grandpa. But Grandpa Don is like the other spectrum of classic grandpa. He is a retired police officer, worked, was in the art or was in the Air Force. Um, so think military background, police background. He's very much, you know, Papa Bear kind of thing. So and oatmeal raisin cookies remind me of my Grandpa Don because I remember spending summers with my grandparents. Like I spend like a week with each grandparents at their house and do stuff with them um, in the summers. And Grandpa Don always kept his iced oatmeal cookies on top of the fridge. And he would give me an iced oatmeal cookie every day to have with milk with him. And so the book I picked was A Man Called Uwe by Frederick Bachman. So I picked two Frederick Bachman books. That's a good correlation. So, yes. I know. Obviously, guys, we've talked about a man called Uwe a lot. It's about basically a man grieving his wife and being adopted 
by his neighbors and becoming family once again. And it's a beautiful tale. Highly recommend it. You should read it. Mm-hmm. You'll ball like a baby. Eh, some of you will. Not all of us. Are you trying to tell me you didn't cry? I had feelings. I had feelings. I did cry during one scene, yes. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> okay, so oatmeal raisin can be delicious, can be a disappointment if you weren't expecting it. And the reason this is my description is because I will never forget early on in my marriage, I made oatmeal raisin cookies. I didn't tell James that they were oatmeal raisin. He assumed they were chocolate chip for some reason. And he hates oatmeal raisin. I have yet to um, ever think that oatmeal raisin is going to be a chocolate chip cookie, but oh, James. Okay. I will never forget him turning to me with a cookie in one hand that had one bite taken out of it and going, this isn't chocolate chip, is it? And you're like, no, it's not. No, it's oatmeal raisin. He goes, okay. He, he does not like oatmeal raisin at all. Oh, man. <laughs> so he was massively disappointed. <laughs> so that's what I think of every time I think of oatmeal raisin. is just the utter disappointment of my husband that they weren't chocolate chip. <laughs> so given that correlation, I thought of Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. Because mm-hmm. if you have seen the movie... And you go to read the book expecting the movie in book four, <laughs> you are going to be so disappointed. <laughs> that doesn't make it any less good because the book is fantastic too, but it is not the movie. And let me tell you, um, if you read the first book and you read the second book, it is like, you think you got a chocolate chip cookie, but no, it's another oatmeal raisin cookie that you were not expecting. It's a really good book, but you're like, this is the sequel? The house moving castle? Are you sure? And then like you read it and you're like, huh. And then you have to keep going. And then you're like, "Uh, what? And then you keep going. And at the end you're like, oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I just, I mean, we did a whole episode on the differences between the movie and the book for Howl's Moving Castle. And it just, it felt like such a perfect fit for this cookie. (laughs) All right, this is our last one before the break. Chocolate cookies. Okay. So chocolate makes me think of my husband. My husband is really into chocolate. He really likes dark chocolate. So for me, chocolate is just equated with Nate. And, you know, Nate is all sorts of things. Like Nate is home. Nate is love. Nate is husband. You know, the usual things when you think about your spouse. For me, this book equated to A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness because I am not usually one for romance or anything, but I adore the main couple in this book. So because I adore my husband and I adore this couple, therefore chocolate is, chocolate cookies are A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. That's a cute correlation. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, my husband though um, is not a tall vampire figure and I'm not a witch. He would be a werewolf and I would be, I don't know what I would be. I would be something. A dragon? Right. Okay. So trying to come up with a description for chocolate cookies, literally the only word that came to mind was scrumptious. Like they're just, they're so delicious. There's something so different about a chocolate cookie versus a chocolate chip cookie, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're just like, they're scrumptious. They give me warm fuzzies when I eat them. 
I love them. <laughs> and so I went with A Man Called Uwe by Frederick Bachman for this one. I know it makes me cry, but it also gives me all the warm fuzzies when I read this book. And it's just, it's such a delicious book. Uh, yeah, it's a good book. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, that's what we got for our first half of our cookie pairings with novels that we enjoy. And when we come back, we'll go through the other seven books that we have as well. Talk to you in a minute, guys. This is the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Dawn and Ashley. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club ladies that don't always agree, but we do enjoy a good book discussion. You can find the Novel Universe on Apple, Spotify, and Google, where we post new episodes twice a month. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. And I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. So grab your favorite beverage and join our universe. Welcome back, guys, and we have seven more cookie and novel correlations for you. So, our first one is the thumbprint cookie. Mo, how did you describe it? Okay, so for me, the thumbprint cookie, to me, is like an old English cookie, like old-fashioned, usually has a fruit preserve in it. For me, fruit preserves, I also equate to English households, so... I thought The Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis for this cookie. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I, I, it mostly was old-fashioned cookie, and I was like, mm, Lion, Witch, Wardrobe, perfect. Mm, I love that correlation. That makes me happy. Okay, so my description for the Thumbbrick cookie was yummy and a bit different because, you know, it's, it's got, like, all that fruit in the middle, and it's not really like any other cookies for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I went with Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter. Wow. That is like way different than my book. <laughs> Very much so. But again, a little different because Evan Winter is a Black author. His world is based in South African culture. And that is not something that I have seen in a fantasy story, or I haven't seen a lot of it in a fantasy story. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen, I have not been presented with another book that is much like Rage of Dragons. It's, it's high fantasy. There's lots of battles. There's magic. There's the underworld. There's just all these different elements that I wouldn't have necessarily pulled all together in one book, you know? Oh yeah. But it's a fantastic book. Just like thumbprint cookies are really yummy. I adore reading this book. So I don't know. That was my first instinct on this one. I came up with several and I was just like, eh, I'm overthinking this. Well, yeah, don't, don't overthink your stuff. <laughs> no, don't do that. So, yeah. I love it. I mean, I do love Rage of Dragons. Mm-hmm. All right, what's our next one? So my next one is Ginger Snaps, which for me is spicy deliciousness. I freaking love Ginger Snaps. Mm-hmm. I love that they're... They're an old time fashion cookie and there's this one brand that they got me into that's like super spicy and I love it. But I thought, so I just finished a book called Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully. And the main character, Donis, is a spicy firecracker of a young lady who lives up in um, Upper Michigan. And throughout the whole book, she is straddling two worlds. The world of her native heritage from her dad's side and the world of white from her mom's side 
And there's this one portion with her and her best friend where if a guy is like doing you wrong, you don't want them in your business. Well, you send your goon and your goon is usually going to be your wingman, your partner. And she says she goes all goon on um, this guy that's bothering her best friend. And I'm like, yeah, girl power, go beat up the, go beat up the PR tree, get rid of those guys. And the whole book was just a really had an underlying mystery drumbeat, but also the ability to look into a culture that is so like close, not close to ours, but to look at a culture that is living in the same area as us, but yet so distant and learning all of these different ways of living and life and how her native family connects to the world. That one for me was the deliciousness of it. It was just the rich cultural experience I got to pull from the book that just mm, ginger snap right there. That's a good correlation. It was. Okay, so this is the one that I was least confident about, I guess. So for me, ginger snaps are a zinger because they've got a little bit of kick to them. And I think they're super tasty, but they're not for everyone. Not everybody likes ginger snaps. And I feel like they're one of those cookies that like, just not everybody likes. So I went with Uprooted by Naomi Novik. Hmm. I know we both really enjoyed this book, but mm-hmm. I read a lot of reviews that weren't thrilled with it. They weren't thrilled with the relationship. And I understood their points because a lot of them like really got into detail about what their issues were. Like, that's fine. That's legit. You don't have to like every book you read or every couple in every book. But for me, that was just like, not everybody likes this, but it was kind of a zinger of a relationship with the dragon's temper and the kind of, I wasn't really enemies to lovers, but it was like antagonist and protagonist to lovers. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't even know. I'm like, it was. Yeah. I'm not sure what you would call that. <clears throat> yeah. Annoying mentor to young protege to lovers. I guess. I don't, I, I don't know either. But yeah, this whole book just kind of felt like it fit, I guess. And there's a bit of a zing in it especially because of the dragon's temper. So our next one is the gooey butter cake cookie. (laughs) You'll like my answer for this one. Okay. (laughs) Gooey butter cake cookies are rich. They're decadent. They also, um, if you eat too many, you get a tummy ache kind of a feel. And for me, I chose the Rosie Project. I cannot remember the author's name or pronounce it. So I know I would just put her if I looked it up. I love... I love Don. I love Don Tillman. God bless him. He's a good guy. Um, I also feel like he would be a gooey butter cake cookie. Like there's only so much you can take from Don before you're like, buddy, you just got to chill for a hot second there. But he is in his own way, signally sweet. And I, I do love him. Mm-hmm. Actually, his friend is more the bellyache than anything else. His friend is dumb. Yeah, his friend is what gives you the bellyache afterwards. Yeah, that's it's not really Ron. You're right. It's his friend, Don. Don, not Ron. Yes. I love Don. Me too. Okay, so heavy but delicious, loved by a certain group. And I was thinking mostly of people in St. Louis, honestly, because it's kind of a staple in this area, I feel. I went with The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemison because this is a very heavy book. At least it was for me. Oh my God, it's so heavy. Um, and the second book is heavy too. The third book is not as heavy. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So yeah, it's a very heavy book, 
but at the same time, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So that just like, that felt like it worked really well for that. And I mean, it's loved by a certain group. They're definitely NK Jemison fans. And she's written a lot at this point. So I'm not surprised at all. Interesting. I love it. I love your uh, correlations that you came up with. I love the very different correlations we came up with for this one. <laughs> I love that we're different people. It helps. Oh, for sure. All right. Next we have cookies with sprinkles. Classic kid cookie. Cookie with sprinkles. Okay. I went with my favorite classic book or my favorite kid classic growing up, which was the BFG by Ronald Dahl. You ever read the BFG? I have not. Uh, have you read any Ronald Dahl books? I don't think so. He wasn't one of those authors that I gravitated towards. Okay. So the B- BFG is the big friendly giant and it's all about this girl that befriends a giant. So giants in this world eat kids and he doesn't eat kids. He, I think he's a vegetable, like he likes vegetables and they go on adventures and he protects her. And it's one of those books I read. I thought, wow, yes, <laughs> this is great. And it's just, you know, those books that leave you just feeling fulfilled. It was one of those. Yeah. I love it. Highly recommend, would recommend to anyone like third grade and up, like third through six would be the most prime um, group to read it. Perfect. How about you? What's your classic cake cookie? Well, that's my description. Uh, What's your cookies with sprinkles? Okay. I went in a completely different direction. Uh, Full disclosure, I am not a fan of sprinkles. I'm just not. So flashy, not usually the best. Great looks, lack of substance, just a fancy sugar cookie. Uh, I went with Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Okay. Because there's, there was such a huge craze around it. It was so flashy. It was so in your face when it was big, but it's really not the best. It looks better than it really is. It's just, it lacked substance. I apologize to any Twilight fans that listen to our podcast. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I've read the entire series. I don't think they had much substance. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of cookies with sprinkles. So I went with a book I was not thrilled with. Wow. Yeah. All right. That that is not not the book I was expecting to hear. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I am not a fan of Twilight. There are zero Twilight bones in my body. Yep. Um, I love a cookie with sprinkles. So I understand your rationale, though, that you don't like cookies with sprinkles. You don't like Twilight, so it's fine. Yep. I'm sorry to anybody who loves cookies with sprinkles also, because I do not mean to insult your favorite cookie by any means. Well, moving right along, um, you put the icing cookies from the grocery store. Okay. My initial thought was that these are the soft cookies with the icing they're kind of bland. They're not amazing cookies, but you buy them at the last minute because they're kind of fancy looking. They look decent on a plate. Um, the first one is always good, but then it goes downhill from there. And for me, that was Ready Player Two. The uh, first book was great. Second book was <laughs> went downhill from there, man. Oh, and it's by Ernest Klein. So you guys know. I can totally see that. Right, man. It. Uh, I was so... The amount of disappointment in this book was great because I loved the first book. The movie was all right. The book was phenomenal. Great concept. Great adventure. Great 
main character. Get in the book too. Yeah, I'm done. That and that um, that was not worth my time to read it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I did because and I could not stop reading it either. I had to. I'm like, it has to get better. It has to get better. And so you just keep eating the cookies, thinking it's going to get better. It's going to get better, and then it never gets better, and you just have a tummy ache at the end. <laughs> Oh, never trust that second cookie telling you it's going to get better. (laughs) Okay. So for the description of this cookie, I had beloved by grade school children and some adults can be found anywhere because they can literally in any grocery store you go into, you can find these cookies. Uh, I went with Harry Potter because there are Harry Potter adults. I mean, it is a kid's series, so kids do enjoy it. And Basically, any place that sells books will have at least one Harry Potter book on the shelves. I can almost guarantee it. Or or Harry Potter merch or something of like sort. Yes, something related to Harry yep. Potter will be on the shelves. So, yeah, that seemed to fit very well with the soft cookies with the icing you get from the grocery store. Very generic. Everyone's got it. Yep. I can go with that. Yep. All right, the next one is cookies with fruit. Okay, so for this one, I actually went with a genre because cookies with fruit has so much variety. Like there is just so much you can pick from and I love it so much. And for me, that was urban fantasy. Fit this genre, specifically the DFC series by Rachel Aaron. I love, and I mentioned earlier, I love that urban fantasy can, I mean, you can go all the way to cyberpunk with urban fantasy go almost into sci-fi you can go um, magical realism can almost be like the very vanilla bland end of urban fantasy and then you can just go classic urban fantasy which would be like harry dresden and um mercy thompson and alex various you know like all of the like just the very much wizards living among us kind of a thing mm-hmm set in the real world unlike harry potter which is very much not urban fantasy i feel because they you know set it at hogwarts this is almost straight up fantasy oh yeah harry potter is just fantasy yep Hmm. that's a good pick for that thank you my description was you can pretend they're healthy they're a delight (laughs) you pretend they're healthy okay (laughs) um and for this i went with the rosie project actually oh Because, I mean, it's so sweet and it's so happy and it's so funny. It's just full of all this wonderful stuff. And it's not like super heavy or nutritional, but it's definitely like leaves you feeling good. Right. It does. It leaves you feeling really good. I like that. I I love how we both pick some of the same books and in completely different categories. Right. (laughs) I love how we think. This, This is truly shows how we think. I really am curious to see if we had the same book for this last one. I don't think we will. I don't think you read the no. book. No, you haven't read the book that I have. Okay. So right. for my last one for diet cookies, my description, just no. They're weird and never recommended. Um, for me, I almost put the book that we have discussed <laughs> many a time, but I decided to go with... People try to sell you on things that is going to be good. And you think, okay, yeah, I'll try it. It's going to be good. 
for me, that was Mexican Gothic by Silvia um, Moreno Garcia. I thought, ooh, set in Mexico, set in the 50s. This should be super interesting. And instead, we get weird. And you keep reading because you're like, is it going to be good? And it's instead this really weird novel about eugenics and mushrooms. And you're like, what the what did I just read when you finish it? And then you put it down and you're like, I shall never recommend this book to anyone because it was too weird. And I feel like diet cookies are just like weird. Man, you were a whole lot nicer to diet cookies than I was. I'm sure yours is probably what I put initially. And then I'm like, let's go. Let's go. I'm like, let's back it up. Mo. Let's really think about diet cookies. What'd you put? Did you put, did you do it? Did you put that one book? Diet cookies I described as gross belongs in the trash. I almost put Twilight for this. Okay. I almost did. And then I thought a little bit harder about it and went, no, I have to go with my first instinct and it's high fire. I'm sorry. Well, I almost put high fire, but I was like, <laughs> we have trash high fire so much. That I, I need to say something different. I tried so hard to come up with something else that I hated more for this category because I hate diet cookies. They're of the devil. I'm sorry. If you no, like diet there cookies, is zero point for diet cookie. There's no point in a diet cookie. Just eat the freaking cookie. Mm-hmm. Like a, a legit cookie. Eat a legit cookie. But I just could not come up with a book that I hated more than High Fire. Because like, um, where'd you go, Bernadette? I loved it until that one point hit. I know. And that's what killed it. But like High Fire, I just hated the whole way through. I genuinely can't believe I made us read that book. I'm sorry. In case I haven't apologized. But yeah, so it's just diet cookies are a dumpster fire. And so was that book. So I had no better correlation. But I appreciate you making an effort to come up with something else. I'm like, I don't need to talk about high fire again. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was our listicle for tonight. Just a fun, quirky look into Mo and Abby's mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you would like to be in on the next Patreon poll for that we do for the next food category that we tackle for this, hit up our Patreon. All of our patrons get to vote in this particular poll. So even if you're just one mm-hmm. of our $1 patrons, you can participate in this poll. I actually forgot. This was a Patreon voted on poll, wasn't it? It sure was. I am so sorry, Patreons. I thought this was from most clever mind of things that we should talk about. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently I just gave it way too much credit. Sorry. Wow. It's okay. Oh, I love it. Well, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.